Well, Mr. Divin, how's it going, brother? Brother, it is, uh, it's going good, man. It really is. You know, I'm happy to be back. And, uh, you know, just taking a day at a time. Yeah, it's, uh, man, life's kind of crazy right now. Between the holidays, between everything else going on, man, work. Work has been kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say it's probably kicking both of ours. Um, you know, end of the year. Um, I mean, you know exactly how that goes in the construction industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, live living that dream right now. And yeah, I mean, probably honestly, in in a lot of different industries, it's it gets pretty pretty crazy in the year, and trying to meet your goals and and just have everything scored away. You know, finishing out the year strong and getting ready to start off the new year fresh. So yeah, and not to mention you've got a. You got a pretty good endeavor you've just dove into, uh, stepping away from the the bodybuilding scene. I'm sure everybody watching on YouTube can see the big old bulky arms <laughs> there for, but uh, you you it's decided like creatine, folks. That's a, yeah, it's just creatine. <laughs> but no, you've decided to dive into something else to make life a little bit more hectic with the uh, the whole ultra running. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I don't know how, how far you want to dive into, you know, all the bodybuilding stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, taking, taking a step back and, and kind of resetting everything, regearing, regearing up and getting back into shape, uh, to go pace you out at Cocodona, man. So just started that training off and surprisingly cardio on a treadmill keeps you in decent shape <laughs> yeah man i know somebody mr chris barnes will be happy to hear that too he's uh he's been working on some stuff and, and having to take a little bit of time off for running so i'm yeah i'm sure he'll love to hear that right there but that's yeah. cool man i yeah i've been watching you on on the garmin connect and putting down some times doing some cool stuff uh so it's cool to see you back in that realm and man there's got to be more than there's gotta be more than just pacing me on your mind with the, the ultra running thing right Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe, man. I mean, you know, I, my thing is is that I find too often like I, I get so many like goals and things I want to do set into my mind that I just kind of tend to lose focus on um, on some of those that are coming up, you know, a little bit sooner than others, right? So right now, you know, that main priority of mine is to is to be the best pacer and, and crew chief. Um, that can be, so <laughs> there we go. No, man, I, I appreciate it. And I love having, having somebody like you on the team yeah. with that kind of drive and, uh, to, to get a little aggressive and maybe do some yelling out there on the trails, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you need a little bit of extra motivation, a swift kick in the rear end there, if you will. I'm but, sure your dad can tell you all about that. Oh, well, he can. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, we've been out there. I've done that to you too. So <laughs> you have, we've, we've, we've lived it, man. We've experienced that, but it's cool to see you doing that, and man, especially <clears throat> shifting gears after, I mean, you were, did you say a year and three months into the bodybuilding side of things, roughly? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty dang close, because um, we finished out my Spartan Ultra last mm -hmm. October, and right after that, I, I decided to go ahead and try and get a, get a competition knocked out, so. Yeah. Um, and here we are in December and I just started my training. So, 
Well, there you go, man. Transitioned my training, I guess. Transitioned your training, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, man, I bet you're happy to not be eating that that cod and rice and fish and rice and man, every man. single meal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet Kendall's ready to freaking. The Kendall is, push you out the truck while you're driving down the road or something. Dang right. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, really, you know, I, I I can take so many different things I learned from that training uh, plan that I was in. And, you know, I can apply it to all sorts of different aspects and, and, you know, other training plans I'm doing now, um, but just in life in general, I think. Um, but really, um, you know, it is a nice change of pace, not eating uh, fish twice a day. Yeah. And uh, I would say not having to measure things and stuff like that. But I still find myself measuring every meal. I haven't I, I can't break that habit yet. <laughs> well, that's a good thing though, right? Like that's 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 a discipline to come away with, right? I mean, it is. There's so many there's so many <clears throat> things that you could grab onto coming off of something like that, and mm-hmm. and be a little bit more down. Like there's a whole body dysmorphia thing everybody talks about, and I'm sure that that with the changes you've had, you've gone through some of that. But yeah, and I mean, man, that's. It's honestly, you know, there, there's definitely some some darker um, times that you can get into with that. Um, just being, you know, pretty transparent. It's like, you know, you're going through and you're putting in so much work, and every day it's like, I'm not making any look of progress. Yeah. But then every once in a while you'll catch a glimpse, and then you're like, ah, there it is. Yeah. And then it goes straight back to like, mm, there's the there's the fat me back in the mirror. Yeah. I'm sure that's something that you can relate to. But, I can, man. But you're not dealing uh, with any of that stuff right now in the in the mix. No, no, not right now, man. Well, that's good. Yeah, um, the, so I guess the the way in the food one of the biggest habits that came back away from it. Yeah, for sure. You know, just trying to be mindful of you know your portion size is probably one of my biggest issues before mm-hmm. going into this. Um, you know, I'd stack on carbs on carbs just because, oh, dude. Yeah, it's like what's wrong with pasta? You, three times in the day yeah. <laughs> it's not just a small portion of pasta it's, you know we're going through knocking out three bags of the new orleans pasta from h-e-b <laughs> uh-huh. dude and, oh. uh, it's not healthy <laughs> man that was like we went to pf chang's the other night and yeah dude i'd i gotta be careful with this running schedule man like i had a 20 yeah. mile run yesterday i did and, and that was all the validation I needed to go off and run off on a crazy dietary change. Like, man, I, I'm going to run 20 miles tomorrow. I need some carbs in my life. It'll be all right. Let's get that old fried <laughs> rice, man. Mongolian we'll beef. A little bit of sugar chicken in there, you know. Uh, teriyaki boy. <laughs> that's right, baby. Um, oh, shoot. But, no, man, I mean, um, you know, that – it is what it is. You know, it's 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 a it's a pro for the most part. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's as long as it doesn't turn into um you know, something detrimental. Like, you know, you hear a lot of uh, bodybuilders or people in the on that side of the fitness world, you know, have have some unhealthy relationships with food and, and stuff like that and you know. Thankfully, I didn't walk away with anything like that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll still go pound down some cookies. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, but no, man. You know, overall, you know, I learned a lot. But I'm excited to I'm excited to see where this leads for sure. I'm excited for you as well, man. Um, and I, man, we've been talking about this for a long time. Even back whenever we ran that 50k uh, Spartan Ultra that mm-hmm. we did up in Granbury, was that right last year? 
Uh, yes. I believe that's right. No, Glen Rose. That's Glen Rose. That where it was. Yeah. Okay, but it's right next to Granbury. So. Yeah. Re- regardless, it was a it was a good time, and man, it it really got me excited for seeing you out there on a trail, and I'd, I've always wanted to to watch you go and knock out a true 50k in mm-hmm. that ultra distance and something without the obstacles and all the other other things that that kind of in a way i mean they they add to that race in that regard and it was a really cool thing but it also it took away from that overall just like go out there and and just pound down some miles yeah yeah no, no distractions in between nothing nothing no breaks really unless you just stop yourself or or whatnot but it's you you versus the miles on your feet right yeah absolutely uh <laughs> It's funny they bring that up. I was talking to a coworker. Um, they just signed up for a uh, Spartan Beast, which is a twenty-one k, I believe. Um, nice. half, were, half marathon-ish. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit further, like take further. Uh, is that? I think it is. I think forty-two is a marathon. Forty-two k. Hmm. I'm I not a mathematician. Right. Yeah, though, so. I mean, I'm not either, man. <laughs> conversions in my head not happening that's right fractions don't <laughs> um, know them. but nonetheless so they're they're kind of worried about you know going out there and running i was like it, it truly doesn't feel like you're running that distance just because obstacles 100 percent just break that up um as you're out there just knocking it out so yeah yeah it was a big that was a big shift especially after running 50ks and marathons and stuff like that for me it was it almost didn't feel like you were running a race at times for me but. yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's something that we can reflect back on on like our tough mutter um we went out and did that that 5k and it's like we didn't even freaking run man just, <laughs> what what is this yeah no it was very different but man those those are good events like not to not to crap on them or anything like that it was no absolutely it was fun <laughs> yeah enjoyable man um, no they're, they're they're there's a lot that you can take away from those two it's just completely different aspect though from your typical ultras though yeah, it is, and man, shifting gears a little bit, you did some deer hunting this past week too, right? I did, I did, I knocked down a spike, um, you know, I, I'm thankful for it, I was uh, going after a buck uh, in particular that my brother ended up taking. That, oh, uh, that man. It, <laughs> um, yeah, he ended up taking it that evening that, uh, that I didn't stay for, so, but hey, how it works out so i still got some meat in the freezer meat in the freezer that's what so, it's about that's yeah. what that's what matters so <laughs> yeah man i i don't know i'd never let him hear the end of that i think on that deal golly i know man but i mean out there at that property it's like if you don't take advantage of the opportunity probably not going to have it again so do y'all share a stand or do y'all no so we got uh there's three stands that we hunt out there and they're I say three. There's really two. Uh, the third one um, is definitely there. It's right on an oak patch, and it's pretty solid. We just don't – my brother and I typically don't hunt that sand. Um, but just to kind of give you the synopsis of it, first morning out there, I saw his buck. He wasn't on the trail cams or anything, and uh, and he was on the, the neighbor's property, literally right next to us. So a tree stands like up on a fence line essentially and uh not a tree stand by regular stand and um so i see this buck coming across the pasture i was like that's a pretty dang good looking buck there and you know i i was probably looking at him for like two two and a half minutes something like that like i was just, just eyeing him it was like because i haven't seen anything else that morning and i look up at our feeder and there's the other buck that my brother ended up taking is like that's a solid buck right there too and that one's also not been on our cameras oh man and 
I have a feeling he was probably at the feeder long enough or like I could have had an opportunity. <laughs> But I wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention yeah. <laughs> to the right deer, oh. <laughs> to the right spot. Yep. Um, so, but anyway, so I looked up and he was he was walking away and into the brush, towards the fence line that the other buck was at. And so they started snorting whatever, and then the one on our property hopped the fence line, took off, and they never came back. But that was my first hunt or first sit of like eight sits I think I had something like that. And it's like, oh man, like that'd just be, that'd be an awesome buck to have, right? And um, go through not seeing anything, you know, the following two, three days or whatever. Um, that third day, I guess, is whenever that spike walked out. I was like, you know, we can take two bucks in this county. Me and my wife, we love the deer meat, and I want to be able to share it with everybody else too. You know, that's that's what it's about. And um, so I took the spike, and I was like. Hopefully this pays out in the end. And uh and then that next morning, um I was I was really hoping something pan out. And uh, you know, but didn't see anything. Slow morning, saw a doe and a yearling, no big deal. And uh, so I ended up calling it after that so I can get back and, and process that spike and everything. Sure enough, that other buck walked out that evening. <laughs> That's how it works, man. Every- absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. So, That's good. It's good. It should be. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't grow up real big in the deer hunting thing, but I, mm-hmm. I've i got an opportunity to shoot. Uh, I had the opportunity to shoot this year, too, and and got a little busy, got a little hectic, so I didn't go out there. And, uh, man, I regret it for sure. There's nothing like fresh, true game meat that yeah. just it, not buying it in a store doing everything yourself i mean cleaning processing grinding doing all that just there's something totally different about it man Mm -hmm. i just i I love it oh absolutely man absolutely and uh i know brother i mean we got we got some opportunities coming up and you know you're always more than welcome to join so well i appreciate that i might might have to take you up on that see if we can't put something in the freezer over here yeah yeah absolutely and uh you know there's always pigs to go hunt, at least. There you Me, go. You and Travis can go knock them down. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we we need to get out and do some fishing too. Uh, we've we've been talking about that for a while, and yeah, I mean the coast a couple hours away, and then we've got some good lakes around here between bass and catfish. It's yeah, absolutely. There's some good runs, man. It's funny that you say that because you know if you're not fishing, you're you're missing hunting. If you're hunting, then you're missing fishing. And uh, we're out there we're talking stories about fishing on the coast, and and you know there's sweet bull reds that you see out in the water you're sight fishing or whatever it may be and it's like dang it's about time i get back down to the coast too though it hasn't been that long (laughs) break break out the old sabiki rig take it out there baby (laughs) for that so that's a little story we were at lane's old lane's bachelor party down there on the coast and uh and somebody broke out a sabiki rig it's a it's a little bait rig that has a bunch of hooks on it and and it became the obsession. It became the inside joke. Everybody couldn't stop mentioning and saying the word Sabiki rig. <laughs> and we, oh man, it went on for just literally the entire trip. <laughs> it was terrible, man. I got so tired of hearing it. We, we ended up renaming it, ended up going down some rabbit holes with that. Just, oh, absolutely. God, what a, what a time, but yeah, gotta, gotta get out there and get the old Sabiki rig wet. <laughs> something like that (laughs) yeah that's right no 
man, I'm glad you got you a deer. I'm glad things are going well. It seems like, seems like life's kind of headed in the right direction, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, and same for you, you know, you got some stuff coming down the pipeline and you know, how's that, how's that training been looking for you here lately? Man, it's been a, uh, it's been a process of getting back into the whole Cocodona 250 training plot. Uh, got a couple races coming up pretty quick that I'd really mm-hmm. like to dive into and take on, but I, I don't want to get into an overuse thing as well. So I'm kind of being, being a little cautious, being a little smarter than I have been in the past. So I don't know if that's being mature or being a weenie, (laughs) (laughs) but, but here we are. uh, Yeah. I mean, shoot, that's, that's some, that's something that we've talked about too in the past, you know, just, you know, between me and you personally, you know, reflecting back on big techs, you know, just the the maturity difference, you know, from back whenever we first started all of this to, to where we are now. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a huge swing in that regard. And I mean, it it's crazy to think the little intricacies of of changes that have gone on in life and mm-hmm. and going from man being somebody that doesn't do anything at all to being somebody that goes probably way too hard and overtrains to now being somebody that's trying to find the balance and reel that in and and God, no telling where else that is going to go, right? It it's just it's been a wild past few years. It has, it has, man. I mean, the uh, the differences that we could probably list out, um, you know, changes that we've we've both had, you know, since um, our Houston times. <laughs> it's been been pretty pretty wild, man. So. Man, the Houston times, but the ranch times too. Back in the oh, day, shoot, man. Yeah. yeah, you ain't lying. Well, we for, we forget about those. Tater talk while, casserole man. days. Tater talk casserole <laughs> days, man. Running around like hoodlums through pastures chasing yearlings, dude. Oh yeah, man. Good yep. times. Yep, wrestling yearlings. In the sage grass or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, I mean, man. You know, just, I don't know, I, I find it crazy, you know, just, just reflecting back, like, going back to, you know, say we're both out there spraying, spraying some, some pastures, you know, for that ranch that we worked at, you know, if you would have told me where we'd be five years from then to, you know, what, what 10 years from then would also look like, like, I would have never guessed. No, there's no way. Like, I would have never Yes. I mean, like even me and you, we hit it off really well, but at the same time, I mean, it, it, how many times have you met, met somebody that you, you get along with real well and, and you have a bond with, and then a few years down the line, life happens, right? Mm -hmm. And changes happen or, or one of you decides to get their crap together and the other one ain't there yet, you know? And for, for us to have gone down that same path, pretty, pretty dang cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all, uh, it's all, it's all a God thing, man. It's all God's timing. It's what it comes back to, and and uh, everything's got a got a reason behind it. So I'm just thankful, thankful that it has happened. So yeah, it it is, and it does. And on that subject, man, we've we've done a great, great deal. I think it could be said with a couple different aspects of our personal development mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. Um, I think up here physically, man, physically, we've, you talk about bodybuilding, you're talking about ultra running. Um, I've done some, some stout races, made some huge changes over the past couple of years. I mean, it, there's not a whole lot in the physical realm of personal development that you and I haven't explored, researched, dove into whatever it could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And 
I mean, shoot, even as we move forward, you know, you're diving into, you know, familiar territory. You know, obviously you're still going out and running, but the distance that you're looking at runs is just completely different. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you're going to come across some stuff that's, that's new to you and, and everything that you're going through. And same with me. You know, I've I've really focused, um, you know, with my coach, with my new coach. Um, you know, we're looking at recovery a lot more, going through actually stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how important that actually is, being mobile. <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of the maturity things we talked about. <laughs> um, you know, so some of this is still new. <laughs> um, yep. But, uh, but you know, I mean, yeah, man, it's wild. You, know, you really can't measure it all. So no, It is, and that ties right into the mental side of things, just mm-hmm. maturity and understanding that you can't – you just can't be balls to the wall all the time, you know. Yeah, man, and I think that's something important for um, a lot of people to realize, right? Like, especially now, I mean, everything that you see on the gram, um, on Facebook, um, maybe even Patreon. I, I don't know how active you are in there. Um, but, you know, everybody sees the Goggins, per se, persona. And, and you know, yes, there's there's 110% a time and place to be, um, to have that mindset, right? Yeah. Um, but you also got to realize, like, it's, it's not a 24-7, 365 day type of thing. I mean, it, it just isn't. So. No, there, there's highs, there's lows. I mean, and, and with that too, I mean, if you if you attack every single one of your problems like that, it'll get you a long way. It'll make a lot of progress. It'll change a lot of things in your life. But at the end of the day, there's still, there's still big components of life that just can't be impacted mm-hmm. by that mindset. Yeah. Right? And... And the discipline of it, the frequency of it, the the intensity of it, and the intention behind it is all great. But, man, living in a – and we talked about this already a little bit, but living in the achievement side mm-hmm. of things and, and checking those boxes and chasing the big goals, it's important to have big goals. In the Cocodona podcast and a couple podcasts I've done here lately, I've talked about the importance of setting big goals and having something in mind, and that's that's absolutely great. But the achievement of that goal can't be your identity, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple things there. You know, I think if you don't have a goal that you are working towards, you know, let me ask you, what, what does that typically lead to? Leads to you being what? Stagnant, complacent. Stagnant, complacent, and that is just a terrible place to be. Um, you know, There's nothing good that comes from either of those. And so, you know, it's, it's vitally important to always have something to strive for, um, something to always um, continue pushing yourself, um, you know, at a higher level to continue to achieve and stuff like that. Um but man, I mean, you know, like you said, it's just, I don't know. I mean, but there's so much more to it than just that. And at the end of the day, you know, you've been there. I've been there. Like you said, we both talked about it. I mean, there's still, like, it doesn't quite scratch that itch. And yeah. it still leaves you feeling um, kind of incomplete, I guess, in a way. And still... Um, yeah, I would say hungry, but I don't think hungry is the right word. Um, it's 
not in the normal regard everyone else puts it as yeah hungry like it it doesn't like it, it'll never be enough it it's unfulfilling yes precisely there right. we go um and so you know i think it's you know like we've talked about i mean i think the area that kind of fulfills that void you know is kind of that spiritual realm if I if I had if I was a betting man, that's I think that's where I'd put my money. Um, you know, you go through, you see all these people, you know, making millions of dollars, right? And they're they're it's it's not enough for them. Um, you know, you go through, you see all these um, top tier athletes, you know, going through and knocking out everything, and still never enough. Yeah, they're they're spinning off into things like it ending up with DUIs, ending up with mm-hmm. drug problems, ending up with other vices that they go into, or even even committing suicide, right? Yeah. And it's because of the unfulfillment. <clears throat> yeah. Or lack thereof fulfillment. And I I couldn't agree with you more, man. And I it's a very touchy subject for me. Obviously we we just did an episode here that uh kind of explains where we're at with everything why we've mm-hmm. been the way we've been why we've made the choices and and why it's taken so long to get to this point of trying to explore it and we've done something that i think is very helpful which is not trying to go it alone yeah <laughs> you know and yeah and not trying to conform to somebody else's brand or or identity of what this is but really set some parameters set some goals have something really tangible in hand and and work with each other to to gather our own understanding of what exactly the spiritual side is and and how that plays the role of helping fulfill our lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I think getting to go through this together um you know, helps helps us hold each other accountable for one. And um you know, it, it gives you a different perspective. Um, you know, I think having that other perspective uh, goes through and, and, and helps you quite a bit. You know, it helps you wrap your mind around things and helps you see a lot of some things that you would have never thought about otherwise. Um, you know, it's just kind of like the, it's kind of like um, going through and surrounding yourselves with individuals that are consistently um, performing at a higher level, um, you know, physically, stuff like that. Um, you know, you can go through day in, day out and, and push yourself as far as you're willing to yourself. But once you start surrounding yourselves around others that just perform that much better, like you're going to bring yourself up to that level, right? Agreed, hundred uh, percent. And just having having that accountability with each other and, and going through this growth process together on, on this side of things, you know, I think that's I think that same that same um, principle would still apply here too. So it is, and and kind of like we discussed, I mean, as we sit down in and have these conversations and as we're about to dive into the first group of chapters that you and I chose to go through together. Um, I think it's important to note that like we've talked about, both of us are, are not necessarily beginners to the idea of Christianity and mm-hmm. getting engaged in studying the Bible um, and, and really exploring that spiritual realm and religious realm. But we are very fresh in regards to having the mindset that we have and being the people that we are and trying to work through this aspect of our lives. And 
there's a lot of individuals out there. We, we chose to sit down and record this because there's a lot of individuals that are at the same place that we are. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to us to strive to help people become their best self. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing with next in line here. So this is really the, the next tangible big goal that I think is a natural plug and play. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we got two aspects down, um, that, you know, kind of give you that balance just all the way around. And, um, you know, I think this is that next step forward to, to continue, um, helping, helping ourselves and, uh, you know, it'll just help us, uh, help others that much more, I guess. So. Yes, sir. Well, with that, you want to dive into, uh, into the conversation today and the, the big topic. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're going to be going through, uh, just Matthew, uh, chapters one through three, essentially. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the gospel, it's a, uh, we did some research. It's a great place to start mm-hmm. for beginners. Gives a lot of history. Gives a lot of backstory. Goes back to kind of the beginning of how things worked with the story of Jesus. Um, and it gives us it gives us a little bit to, to work off of as we go through and, and try to understand these other areas of the Bible and how it applies to life. But, man. I really I, think the timing of it couldn't have been kind of more perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we dive into it, um, you know, I think folks will realize why. You know, just the, the uh, time of the season that it is and everything else. So it just kind of timed out, I think, probably just as it was supposed to. So. I, I agree with you. I couldn't agree more, man. Um, chapter one. Cool. Let's dive into it, man. Let's do it. Um, so chapter one, you know, is going through that genealogy, essentially, of both Joseph and Mary. So um, I think that you went through and, you know, kind of what we talked about. Um, sound like you did a little bit more research on the genealogy it, itself. Um, you know, th- this chapter, you know, I kind of took it at, at face value and I knew that it's probably something that I should have dove a little bit deeper into. So I'm kind of excited to hear what you have to say on this one. Um, you know, it, I think something that kind of stood out to me, you know, I don't know if there's really any deeper purpose of it, but just going through, you know, in my version of the Bible, I'm reading out of a NIV, by the way. Um, yeah, just the NIV you're going through they lay out all of the different generations and at the end of it you know it goes through they're saying you know there are 14 generations in all from abraham to david and 14 from david to the exile uh, to babylon and then 14 from the exile to the messiah so i don't know if that has anything to do with your genealogy history that you did there but there a little bit there i mean there was a couple of big points that i took out of it too that were they're more tangible and and maybe the way I'm approaching approaching this genealogy and looking mm-hmm. at it is is understanding truly the the placement of Jesus and and the Messiah and how that played into the the first point, which is a true divine plan, and that is that for Jesus to take the role that he was taking in the uh, 
if you hear <laughs> if you hear any any, any noises away by a quick little brief intermission sorry i got distracted but my uh my infant daughter's hollering out there she's in a good mood so if you're hearing that in the background that's all it is guys uh but but Point number one is uh, being a descendant of Abraham, being a descendant of David, and, mm-hmm. and all these lines along the way. I mean, it everything was intentional. Every step of the way had a purpose. Every the the fourteen and the fourteen and the fourteen, all of it was was so just perfect and planned out, kind of like the universe, right? Yeah. It it it's not a coincidence that these things happen. The Big Bang, everybody talks about it. it's. It can't be just this thing just that magically happened, yeah. right? He was he was sent to be the king of the Jews. Yeah. He had to descend from the individuals he did to take that role and to be valid in the eyes of all the Jewish individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just really spoke to me in a sense of a true divine purpose and that in the event that he is a representation, like that's what we're talking about here. Jesus is the representation of God mm-hmm. with men. And we're supposed to be living in the likeness of him. Yeah, absolutely. If there's a divine <clears throat> purpose for him, there's a divine purpose for each and every one of us. Yep. Right. And understanding and looking for that and seeking and being open to that it just kind of reiterates how important that side of things is to me because just like he was placed, each and every one of us was placed with a purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking for their purpose in life, right? Everybody's trying to find, find that. And, um, whatever it may be, you know, everybody's just going through and trying to find that. And if you've found it, you know, that's, that's pretty dang awesome. But I think a lot of folks out there are consistently looking for it. So, um, you know, knowing that there is intentionality behind everything, but I think it's, it's so much more than just knowing, right. It's having faith in that and and Mm -hmm. truly believing that there's, there is more to what we are doing than just working your nine to five or six to four or whatever it is that you go through and work. I mean, so much more to it than just that. Yeah. And in those times of, of, stress whenever you feel like you don't know your purpose or you're lost. I mean, there's comfort in knowing that there is something bigger going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, 42 generations of planning to get to this point of this perfect situation that happened exactly where it needed to, how it needed to. It 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 just it shows the intricacies and it shows the purpose, right? Yeah. I mean, and and that's I've struggled with this so much because I I want to understand what my purpose is. I think it's to help people. I think it's to to be a good person. There, there's a lot of things that I could unpack in that, but I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to. I don't really want to explore the selfish side of this. But I, just understanding that whenever I'm in those spots of discomfort and I'm in those spots of of truly lacking and and the frustration comes out and the anger, just taking a step back to breathe because there's more to all of this than just the moment I'm living in right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first big point that I took away and uh, and not to just jump in whenever you want to on on this stuff but no brother you're good the uh, the second big point man i have put away 
looking into this side of my life for so long because I almost thought that, and no, I don't know almost about it. I, I felt like I had to fix myself before you could come back to this. Yeah. I, so. I could even start to, to be somebody who deserved to look into this. Right. Yep. And throughout the genealogy, I mean, you've got Kings, you've got, and, and some of these words I'm going to use could be debated either way, but I just, just for the purpose of this, me reading it at face value, you've got murderers, mm-hmm. you've got a prostitute, you've got adultery, yep. you've got liars, liars, yep. you've got all kinds of craziness and wild things sprinkled into this genealogy and in this past and all of these generations that how, <laughs> <laughs> how did that end up to him? Yeah. Right. Like how, how did that lead there? Yeah. But it just, it just reiterates that point of man, you don't have to, to be anything more than exactly what you are in that moment to, to explore this. And so I came away from that with a little bit more of a sense of, I mean, somewhat belonging, if you will, mm-hmm. to this. Right. Yeah, dude. And I mean, you know, I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of times people are very hesitant, um, you know, to, to come back to, to the side of things just from, you know, probably a lot of it is, is from um, the, the culture itself, right? Um, you know, it's something that we've talked about before. You know, there's there's hypocrites in, in a lot of different things, and, and I'm not going to dive into all that right now, but, um, you know, especially some of these small-town churches, you know, they're very – uh, judgmental, um, <clears throat> and you know, a lot of times there's um, individuals that that consistently you know cast out that judgment when they can't look themselves in the mirror either. Um, you know, I think unfortunately it, it puts a bad light and a bad feeling with a lot of things, and you know, maybe that's not the case. Maybe, maybe um, people, um, you know, something major happened in in their life, and they they can't understand why it happened or, or what the deeper purpose is behind it. And so, you know, they don't, they don't want to turn to turn to this or turn to God and, you know, they're angry or, you know, whatever it may be. You know, I think that there's a lot of different things that, that can, um, make people shy away from or, or feel that they're not worthy of, of coming back to this. But I mean, it's truly quite the opposite. You know, it's come back to what you said, you know, it's, it's who you are in that moment. It's how you are in that moment. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's no better time to start literally anything than, than the present moment. Um, you know, in, in whatever it may be, um, you know, so. No, I, yeah. I mean, it's such a ripe lesson to, to pull away from here and, and to harvest, man. It's, it's, just like you said, it's everything. I mean, yeah. how out of place did you feel in the gym the first time you went there? How out of place did you feel towing the starting line whenever you started running? How out of place did you feel whenever you showed up for that first day at that job fresh out of college and you didn't know anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And yep. it, ah, there's a purpose. There's a plan. And everyone else was once where you are or – might still be there and just be faking it till they make it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know. Those, those were two big points that I took away that I really thoroughly enjoyed from that genealogy in that first chapter. Yeah. Um, 
absolutely. Sorry, man. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, no, I mean, I agree with you, man. Um, that first section, um, you know, it's pretty, pretty substantial, you know, going through just the genealogy of it all. And so, um, yeah, you know, going, going forward, you know, after that, you know, going through, um, you know, essentially, you know, it, my synopsis of it, I guess, if I could call it that, um, but, you know, essentially, you know, Mary then becomes pregnant through the Holy Spirit, you know, and that in and of itself, you know, is just kind of a wild concept, right? Um, going through, you know, the, the Virgin, um, Mary literally becoming pregnant by the Holy Spirit, you know, that's just a, it's a gift in and of itself, but it's like still something that's like hard to comprehend. Um, but it's just one of those things like you have to have faith that, that, you know, this is, this is what happened because it did happen. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of wild, but that was a, that was a version here that I highlighted, you know, that stuck out to me, you know, um, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So, um, I don't know what you, what your thoughts are on that, but. Oh man, I got a yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on that man. I I dove pretty deep into here. I mean, I, was, yeah. I spent a lot of time doing some doing some heavy reflection in this stuff, and and man, the only thing I can think of right off the bat that, that the word that popped into mind is is the social pressure of that, right? Mm, yeah. Imagine imagine being the Mary or being the Joseph in that, and and everything that that came on in the faith that you had to have in that circumstance yeah right and the trust and the choices from joseph from yeah from For... joseph i mean it, it's it's absolutely insane to i mean think about the context of that nowadays right yeah I'd, i guess how quick someone be would be to um you know cast that judgment like no there's no way um, yeah yeah like, i mean on the outside looking in i mean every everyone would would chastise Joseph. They would make fun of Joseph. They would, they would point and, and I'm sure there's a lot of that that went on too, but, but the social pressure and the, the push would be for him to walk away. Mm -hmm. Right. And to leave and, and to not be open to, hearing understanding believing any of those things right well and it's funny that you say that because you know going you know a couple of verses after that you know he still had it goes through and he says yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace you know i think one like that that in and of itself you know says a lot about joseph um if he's willing to you know in his own mind you know he doesn't want to expose her to anything publicly um he had in mind to divorce her quietly um, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I, I think that there's there's quite a bit to unpack there. You know, I think it goes through and, and really shows Joseph in the light of like who he truly is, um, just in like having that that respect still of like no, I mean like you can't. He doesn't want to completely disgrace her, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's nail on the head. I mean, it's a spot where 
he truly had to show a lot of faith and mm-hmm. he had to be open to the signs that he was seeing and the pulls and the pushes to to walk the path that he was needing to walk to be the person that he was needing to be yeah. right and and it does show how good of a man he was because I don't I don't know I'm not a historian I don't go back that yeah. far but I, I would assume that a woman found to be unfaithful to a man because back then one thing I did research and find is that an engagement was a big deal back then it mm-hmm. wasn't just calling it off deciding to break up it was a ceremonious thing that you had to basically undergo a divorce mm-hmm. to get out of an engagement back then so for it to be that strong of an agreement and for him to not want the vengeance not want the not want the payback and for her to feel the full wrath of everything because he well i mean every fiber in in your being would say she cheated on me or yeah. or something happened she was untrue or not the person i thought she was but faithful or whatever yeah. yeah to to have that that faith and the patience to be able to wait for wait for the true outcome and to listen to be open to signs right is was something i took away from that yeah no i mean i, I couldn't agree more so cannot agree more um but you know so after that you know um holy spirit's talking to to joseph and at that point um tells him you know she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name jesus uh, because he will save his people from their sins um i don't know man that that last part i mean it 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 hits hard if you if you really truly want to dive into if you truly dive into you know what that what that means um you know there's so many different things that you could take just from that single line you know as humans uh, as people in our culture and society you know we go through and we hold different sins um you know in, in different regards of severity right you know maybe one thing to to say you go go up to work you take a paper clip from work whatever you know what i mean but that's not looked at in the same regard as you know, going through and, and just to be extreme, you know, killing somebody in our point of view, right? But across the board, you know, because sin uh, or because God is greater than all of it, I mean, all sin is, is compared to equally. Um, but just the fact that, um, you know, right then and there, it says that, you know, he's he's here to save his people from their sins. Um, it's pretty pretty big, so. It is. I mean, that's a, yeah. I, hmm. That's one, that's one verse that I didn't, I didn't stop and pay a lot of attention to until now. And, and I mean, that's, that's a very powerful thing, especially the, the whole air of an intention behind that. I mean, the, what a, what a weight to have on a single individual and for the faith around and the believing around that person being the actual one that was prophesized. Mm-hmm. And I, no, that's, that's huge. I appreciate you saying that. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. Um, and from that, um, there, there was 
and if I jump too far ahead or anything, oh, reel me back in. But with the, the a big part of chapter two as well was the coming of the wise men, um, and they they come from afar, um, and they they basically they run into Herod um, mm-hmm. to to ask him where the the Messiah is, and he Herod kind of unknown i mean he's troubled about this and um throughout the whole conversation with herod and throughout the themes of what herod did um through this course i mean he he lies to the wise men he's Mm -hmm. he's deeply troubled by this news and the prophecies and and by the previous scripture and and knowing that almost his replacement has come right the the one that's going to take everything from him that he's he's worked hard to to accomplish is is here and and he strikes against that with with killing all of the uh, the babies in the Bethlehem area yeah over there of a certain age that that are close to Jesus yep. and yep two years and younger yeah I mean, and that, that was just I don't know like it's crazy reading um it's crazy reading that and um you know just let me preface this too with like i've outside of this chapter i was going through and and reading um genesis as well and i don't know man i mean i feel like when people think of like the bible and they think of like religion and, and and whatever else like i feel like there's such a like perfect um like everything's gonna be so perfect and there's nothing bad out there and like in the Bible or anything else, but I mean, in in Genesis and you know right here in chapter two of Matthew, I mean talking about going through and killing um, two years old, two two year old children and younger. Um, like I don't know, j- just recently you know reading some stories like that, it's like it hits a little bit differently, I guess. I don't know if it's just like a maturity thing or maybe it's just like just maybe seeing the impact. Or realizing more so the impact that that would have on like individuals, like reading it at our age now, I guess, compared to whenever we were younger and going through, like it doesn't it doesn't quite register the same. And uh, I don't know, like yeah, that, that was just completely wild. And it it is, and man, I had a, I had a couple of takeaways from the conversations that, about and the stories about Herod, um, and I did some research on the back end of it into kind of who Herod was and and why why he was the way he he was and he was a super accomplished guy he was responsible for building so so much of his the kingdom and that region over there uh and and he was he was an extremely extremely accomplished guy that that did a lot of things right and we talked about it a couple of times but the thing that struck me is that I have somewhat been in that mindset, obviously not to that extreme and the craziness of what he did and, and all of that, but following some of the same things and, and the the sin that he had on him was, you know, Herod had this inability to give up the dependency upon his self, mm-hmm. his accomplishments, the things that he did, what he wants. He was king of the Jews. Yeah. He was the guy that built Judea. Mm-hmm. He was an accomplished 
man that had a place set for him, that he was ready to go. And to have to admit or give up or pull away from that individualization or the Mm self-reliance, that's something I struggle with, man. I've always been the guy that was like, I've... I've bootstrapped my way through life to accomplish all the things that I've wanted to accomplish. Being one of the youngest guys to ever be a manager at my previous company, being this crazy guy that goes and does these long, intense races, uh, going through the extremes of losing the weight and, and putting in the work and just all the pride that I've had in myself. And I've struggled with that as we start to go into the studying and, and really going to the Bible and looking and seeing like, Hey, it, it really isn't about you. Mm-hmm. It isn't about the accomplishments. It's not about the goals or the individualization of you, mm-hmm. right? And and so, like, oddly enough, through that, there's there's a couple of reasons I related to Herod, and that's that's one of them is because he's just he's built his foundation of who he is and and all these accomplishments with these, these bricks that are made of sand. And, and now the Messiah comes along and, and he's doing everything he can to, to keep those from crumbling happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I mean, I I think if everybody's being honest, you know, he's probably a lot more relatable to so many of us or or we're, we are more so relatable to him in so many different ways. Um, and it's it's kind of kind of realizing that and and you know kind of the same same uh, pathway that we've talked before you know it's it's that death to death to yourself and that's that's pretty significant in and of itself too um, so I think that there's just so many different things that you could continue to pick and pull from in, in this regard for sure you you really can and I mean I. It's crazy to, to see all the angles that you can take stuff from <laughs> yeah. in, in this and all the density that came from these just two chapters that we discussed, but these three overall. And, yeah. and do you have anything you want to add to, to chapter two? I've got one more thing as well, but go ahead. Um, no, I mean, I was just going through and, you know, I went through and it kind of goes into, you know, the different things that the, that the wise men gifted uh, Jesus as a baby and stuff like that. Um, but then it also, you know, after that, that, um, point in, in chapter two, <clears throat> they go through and they talk about the you know, Holy Spirit, you know, having them escape, you know, out to Egypt, you know, um, due to Herod going through and, 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 um, you know, killing off everybody and trying to find him to, to kill him as well and everything else. Um, and then just sort you know, once Herod dies, you know, Holy Spirit comes back to Joseph in a dream is like, hey, like everything's good to go now. You're, you're good to good to head back essentially. Um, I'll, you know, I, I'm kind of curious if, I guess I'm kind of curious like what that looked like to Joseph in a way. Like, was it just like a gut feeling, you know, like so many of us have and we choose to ignore? Oh yeah. Or if it's, it's a great point. more so. Like, you know, I think that at times, you know, there's been many accounts of like having that direct, like line of communication, you know, I mean, 
how should I word this? Like, obviously, we all have a direct line of communication with God and, and, and Holy Spirit and everything else. But, like, was that, like, direct, like, me and you right now? Or was it just more so that gut feeling? I don't know. It's just something that I was kind of thinking about, too. No, I I think that's a great point because how, how many of those things have we ignored? How how many times have we seen somebody struggling and we felt that tug to go do something and mm-hmm. chose not to? Yeah. Right? That, that That's a beautiful point. Yeah. Um, and, man, I... Yeah. Which, um, you know, I mean, I guess taking it at face value, you know, it does say, you know, the angel appeared in a dream. So I guess, you know, it may, it may be a little bit different in that case. But I think that point still holds true to, to some of the other things that we just choose to ignore. You know, is it that gut feeling? Is it something deeper that we're just pushing down and trying to ignore? You know, I don't know. So. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, and I, a couple of things I had on Joseph from those chapters as well is just, man, the the one the faith that mm-hmm. he had to have and that all that was true and that he was a willing to uproot his entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Many of us are willing to uproot our entire lives for for money, yeah, right, and for <laughs> for opportunity at, at personal success and yep. and sure maybe there's some some great ventures from that that are positive things that that we can take and and run with and and use to serve this purpose and the spiritual side as well but but to truly do it for no other reason than it was to preserve the life of Jesus mm-hmm. and to in a bigger picture preserve the savior of man yeah and to, to leave that on the table as an opportunity for everyone to experience the the glory that is God and, and Jesus. And along with that, just, man, I noted the, the patience he had to have. He fled to Egypt and had to wait for Herod to die. <laughs> yeah. When was that going to be? Oh, I guess that's a solid point, too. Yeah, it's, it's something that I, I didn't even think about myself. Um and, it, you know, if you really want to dive into, you know, what is patience? It's not just waiting. Um, you know, but it's going through and, and I don't I don't have the Merriam-Webster dictionary in front of me. But, you know, it's not just waiting something out. It's 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 being um, steadfast in a tough situation, you know. Yeah, it's so. it's not idly idly waiting. It's. Yeah it's a belief that something's going to to come to fruition if you're disciplined enough if you're willing to to not have the instant gratification that that shit all of us fight so much mm-hmm. man and i struggle with that so much that's a makes oh, two of us <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know how many impulsive decisions i've made that have been somewhat detrimental to to my progression and and my situation because i wasn't willing to have a little bit of faith that the long game would play out yeah yep absolutely i I think that's beautiful um yeah man moving on to uh i'm sorry were you done i got one more point this is gonna be a little bit different but no man it just ties into something so beautiful for me because of the world that we live in right now. And, and the government is made by men, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is of this world. It was founded on great basis and principles and biblical terms, but it's become so convoluted and so jacked up and Mm -hmm. corrupt that 
one point I wrote down is that the wise men had a duty from God to not go back. They were in Herod's land. They were in the territory he controlled, and he told them to let him know when they found Jesus so that he could go and that he could worship him as well, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously there's something fishy going on there. Yeah. But it was their duty from God for the preservation of man and for the service of men and the whole human race to not follow that unjust request put out by Herod, the Mm -hmm. government. That's wild. (laughs) Could that be more relevant? (laughs) Than right now. (laughs) Dude, that that grabbed me because I was like... I mean, you see, you see so many different things out there, and you hear people say stuff like, like God, not government, and things like that. But man, it doesn't really hit home until you see an example staring you in the face. Yeah, you can't help but think of COVID. You can't help but think of all these, man, taxation, all of these <laughs> ridiculous things that we just bow down to because we we think it's the the lines that we're supposed to color in. Yep. Right. Yep. Wow. That, that grabbed me. And I was like, whenever they, they returned to their lands, they were of other lands. Maybe they had a little bit more of a mindset to be a little bit disagreeable. And and this was the permission that they needed to do so, but they did what was right, regardless of what their government said. Said do. Yep. Absolutely. Just, just something I think all of us could note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, we could probably have an entire podcast just on that. Oh that man, we could alone. beat that dead horse. <laughs> oh gosh, man. Um, but no, I mean, extremely valid point. Um, you know, and, and again, just having faith in that greater purpose too. So, I yeah, I think that's exactly right. Oh. Now, now I'll let you go to chapter three now. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, brother. I mean, you know, other than that, you know, it goes into chapter three a little bit. Uh, John the Baptist. Um, so who was John the Baptist? Did you dive into that any? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, on John the Baptist. But I I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's new as I am. Have, did you dive into it a bit? No, man. I mean, yeah, I, I went through and um, yeah, I don't know if... There's probably some relatable things back in the Old Testament, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, and I could be completely wrong on that. You know, I'm still going through and, and learning so much of this entire thing, um, just in general. But obviously, it, John the Baptist is somebody who is of significance if everybody's coming to him to be baptized. Yeah, so, even Jesus. Yeah, yeah, even Jesus himself, absolutely. Um, if you've got, if y'all are listening and y'all have got some insight on some of this or some, some understanding that you've been studying for longer than we have, uh, obviously we're still pretty fresh. Throw us something in the comments. We'd love to hear from y'all. I mean, we're, we're looking to learn. Yeah. That's 110% is what this is like. 
you know, I'm going through, I'm still learning so much of it. You know, you're going through, you're learning so much. And, and we're both, like you said, just fresh with this new mindset that we have on, on just this in general. Um, you know, yes, I think we both have some past experiences and, and some past education, you know, somewhat in, in some aspects of, of the Bible and, and of religion just in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much that I, I have absolutely no clue about. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I think John the Baptist obviously has some, some higher importance there. Um, especially like you said, if, as it gets into that section a little bit deeper or further, um, you know, baptism of Jesus, you know, Jesus comes to him to be baptized. But before we get into that, there was one section that I didn't mean to research and I didn't, I didn't, uh, I mean, I didn't do it. Um, I don't know if this is something that caught your mind either. Um, but looking at uh, chapter 3, verse 7, um, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sudduckies, uh coming to where he was baptizing him, he said, you brood of vipers uh, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, um, produce fruit in keeping with uh, repentance. And he goes in a little bit deeper. Um, but I am kind of curious as to what the history is there with the Pharisees and Sudduckies, or I don't know how you truly say that word either. I think it's Sadducees. Sadducees. Is that Sadducees. <laughs> I, th- I think so. It was like sad duckies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that, that just shows how real and raw this is, man. Um, but I mean, like, I, I am kind of curious what the history is there. If that's like his first, like, you see them coming and it's like, you brood of vipers or there are some other uh, iterations that like I, I think you have uh which version of that uh, king james yeah version. so like i know that the king james version says something different it, it's not necessarily brood of vipers it was something else uh, at least i thought it says but when you saw many of the pharisees and sadducees come to his baptism he said unto them o generation of vipers who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come Okay. Yeah. So it's still same same general. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. You brood of vipers. Like it just speaks to me. Like you got a whole bunch of snakes out right there. Um, so I am kind of curious what the what the deeper history is there. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be something that that we can dive into a little bit more mm-hmm. too on the next conversation and tack it on to the next group that we that we do as well. Yeah. Um, like probably. If you do some research, please bring that with you whenever you do, and I'll, I'll do the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think that shows as well just the uh, people starting to to see and believe and and to understand the prophecies, and it's probably a little bit of a lot of what's happening right now, man. That the world we live in with what's going on in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas and whatever other Mm-hmm. regions you could go into over there with the Muslim countries. I mean, there's so many apocalyptic signs, signs of the, mm-hmm. the second coming, if you will, that are happening right now. And, and how many of us are the vipers, the brutal vipers that have, that have been not necessarily using this to their, our advantage, like perhaps they were, I mean, if that's what he's talking about, uh, or, or using religion as a tool to get means of whatever they, they need. Um, but how many of us are, are choosing now to 
to dive into this, not because it's the right thing to do, but in the sake for, for self-preservation's sake. Yeah. For like self gain. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to make sure that we check the box before it's time. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's really interesting as well. And I, I think, I think it's important and, and it's not my place to, that's not a judgment I'm passing on because Lord knows I have no, no ground to stand on when it comes to something like that. But no, absolutely. But just, just food for thought. I mean, I, why does it take that? Why does it take this, these massive things and, and perhaps the reckoning or the second coming and, and all of this for, for us to get to this point, you know? Man, that's a that's a dang good question. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know I I, don't, I truly don't know. Um, you know, kind of going back into the to you know, like you said, there's so many different signs, and and it's something that Chad Wright was even talking about on Three of Seven Project. Um, on one of his truck talks, I believe. You know, the, just the war that's uh, going on now, and and you can look up you know some of those different instances in the bible that all reflects to to be true and stuff like that but i mean you know not to not to completely go down that that path but you know there's just so many different things that you can pull from that um and i think that you can apply so many like if you pick and pull stuff from anything you can make it apply to anything as well you know what i mean um but it's just being um that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just. Taking it at not necessarily, obviously not face value, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to put in perspective there. I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to articulate what I'm trying to get at, but, um, I don't know, just being conscientious of it all, really. And, you know, there's so many different things, like, that. that's relatable through just these first uh, three chapters that we dove into and, and everything else. I mean, it just really sets us up to, to really reflect on. And, and, I don't know, through, through even, you know, this past week and a half, I, I feel like there's been so many things that have been revealed to me that, like, I wasn't ignorant too, but it's just like really brought forth to my mind. like, that's a spot that I can definitely continue improving on. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, and so Alma has been, sorry, there's a whole side tangent. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's, that's what we're here to do, man, to talk about and discuss this and to, to really apply it. I've, I've dove off on a number of side tangents, so <laughs> no room to talk here, but, um, man, I think, I think one of the, uh, one of the big themes for me through chapter three, um, it not to jump ahead to the end as well, but with the baptism of Jesus being so important and the, uh, the way that ended and uh, whenever Jesus was, was baptized and once that was finished and, and you hear in verse 16 there of chapter three of Matthew and mm-hmm. Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water and lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Right. So one of the things that, that we talked about and, and jumped into in the previous chapter as well is that messaging, right? The, and some of it may be a little bit more subliminal or maybe a little bit less 
glaring and in your face. But I mean, it just shows the importance of being open to seeing those things and, and to, to understanding that it comes in different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. And in some points it is directly a light from heaven and a dove descending and, and in your face. Yeah. Right. And sometimes there's, there's the angels that appear in dreams that, that perhaps we don't know if they're real. Yeah. Perhaps we don't know what exactly that is or what that sign might be coming to us. And sometimes it's even in the prophecies that, that we have to be patient in and the, the things that we know to come to be true and we know they'll eventually happen. Kind of like you just talked about with Chad Wright and maybe mm -hmm. that ties that point together a little bit too. But yeah. but it it's the prophecy and it's the belief and the knowing that, that something is going to happen, but more than that, being open to the signs that are coming and, and being open to the the things around it that are tying that together and Just being cognizant of it all. Ex exactly. Yep. yep. Absolutely, man. And, and one other point that I also wanted to make, you know, it kind of goes through and, and just kind of speaks to the power of, of, of the Lord and, and everything else. You know, John the Baptist is saying, you know, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, um, whose sandals, like his sandals, I'm not even worthy to carry. That's just shoes off of mine and your feet. Like, not ours, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. his sandals, he's not even saying he's worthy to, worthy to carry. Um, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Like, I I feel like it's not just water um, like John the Baptist is, but it's it's Holy Spirit and fire. <laughs> yeah. I, like, like, the, like, the power behind that, like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy, too, so... It is. It places a true, I mean, the conversation of risk and reward. I mean, it's a conversation of, of risk and reward might be a little bit loose with it, but it's a conversation of being saved and salvation mm -hmm. and the first time the consequences come of a, a damnation, right? Yeah. And it's presented right there in, in your face of uh, there's, there's a verse I wrote down within that conversation and it talks about, uh, let me, let me just go ahead and, and make sure I pull it up. But, um, no, you get something that just kind of came to mind as you were talking about that too, is that, you know, I'll baptize or he will baptize you with the Holy spirit in my mind. You know, that's, that's your salvation. Like, that's the grace that he's giving you. It's the Holy Spirit. And the fire is the is essentially hell. Yes. Paying yeah. for your sins. Um, and so oh, it, that's just something that, that came to mind just now. It is. And I, I found the verse it I was looking for. Clarified, I guess, that, in my own mind. So. No, it is. And, and it dives directly into that. And it puts it in a very tangible way, in a very real way. Um, but Matthew chapter 3, verse 10 and now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And, I mean, that's a very, like I said, real thing because directly talking about what we are bringing to the table, directly talking about what we're able to do, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're not growing and harvesting good crops for the betterment of everyone, ourselves, and, and, and serving 
Christ and the true purpose of it, it it easily shows that if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem essentially. And and you can you can move away from that. You can you can become part of the solution. You can become part of the good side. You can mm-hmm. you can find your faith. You can find your belief and get back to that. And that's something we're actively doing here and looking at here. But if you don't serve, if you don't help, if you don't have a positive impact and you, you aren't you aren't somebody that's following the plan and the purpose that you and I were placed here to do, then you'll be cold. You'll be yeah. put down in the fire and tried and you'll earn exactly what it is that you were promised. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of it too is there's still a difference between, I'll probably some folks out there will disagree with this, but, you know, being a good individual doesn't necessarily equate to like going to heaven. You know what I mean? Sure. And, um, you know, a different, a different way that we could also look at that or a different path, I guess. But, you know, if you're not, um, I mean, if you're just going through and, and living out your own, your own life and you're not trying to figure out what that deeper purpose is and everything, um, you know, whatever you have planned for yourself probably will not even cast a slightest shadow as to whatever it is that he has planned for you. And so just kind of going through and having faith in that, in that bigger process and everything else is just. I don't know. I mean, it's it's difficult, obviously, but it's just going through and having faith in it all, and um, you know, I think that probably helps give you that that fulfillment that we're all looking for, or probably does give you that fulfillment that we're all looking for. Um, you know, it's all it's all faith based and and everything else, and I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that's that's good, man. I I think. It really sh- go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I was just gonna say it really shows the importance of, of letting it be taken it out of taken out of your hands, right? And it, it, breaking away from that individualism again. Yeah. And the last point I had from from the three chapters that we that we studied was out of chapter three as well, and and it talks about the repentance, right? Mm-hmm. It talks about exactly what that is. So, I mean, I decided to dive into that a little bit and understand that, right? Because we hear about it, but what does that mean? I mean, is it repentance when you feel bad about doing something? Is it is it repentance whenever, whenever I don't want to be that person anymore, but I'm still struggling with it and fighting with it? Or what what exactly is that? And, and in the Bible that I have, it, it gives a little short definition of that, and it says to repent means to change your heart and mind. Yep. And and to repent your sin is not just to be sorry about it and, and to go back down that path and, and to continue with those vices and continue with those worldly things that you know aren't serving you. And that's something that I struggle with. I still struggle with it so much, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I th- we 100% both certainly do. You know, I think you're, everybody does. You know, nobody's perfect. 
Um, but repentance, you know, in my mind, before you even read off the definition, I, you know, is is all about the posture of your heart and, and what you're. Um, I mean, yeah, essentially, just just that is you know the posture of your heart and, and what you're trying to get out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess, I guess, a real way and a perspective that that other people might understand it, and one way that it helped me understand a little bit is being in a spot where you feel bad about something or you want you want to change but you're not willing to make the change and give up whatever it is mm-hmm. isn't quite good enough you've got to truly have that that change and and work for that change to make it part of your life and and not to single people out or, or make this one because again there's no judgment on, on my part cuz i i come from a a wild place you know i i've had a life that not a lot of people understand or or really know about and i've done some really really rough things Uh, but one aspect of that was my drinking and repentance around that i guess as as defined for the betterment of my life before i even dove into this whole religion side of things and and christianity side of things it was it was struggling with it wanting to give it up giving it up in phases coming back to it, overindulging, mm-hmm. still wanting to do it, relying on that pressure, not being able to say no whenever the social pressures, kind of like Joseph dealt with with Mary and the pregnancy that was out of the blue, right? Um, but the social pressures of that, not being able to say no, not being able to individualize myself and, and separate what I needed to be from what I wanted to be. Yeah. And... Now I don't drink. Yeah. I have fought that battle. I've moved through it. It was a struggle. It was something that was a big part of me and I stopped it. And it was a true change of heart and a change of mind. I look at it differently. I look at it as a poison. I look at it as something that that costs me instead of benefits me. Yeah. And I think that's a a way that I can put it into tangible words to potentially relate it to somebody that might be out there dealing with some of these things or, or seeing it. And, and as I say that definition and take it, man, there's, there's so many ways I could actually apply that to the other things that I struggle with and, and understand it better, better as a true repentance, change of heart and mind. I'm not saying there's so many different things that are so relatable. Um, whenever you, whenever you look at that and, um, and, you know, just reflect back on, all the things that we do and, and struggle with, you know, on a, on a daily basis from, you know, some, some of your more minor things to some of those, um, harsher vices, you know, whatever that may look like. So for sure. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's exactly right. And man, but other than that, dude, I mean, like you said, you know, that, that, that last part of the baptism, you know, is kind of what seals the deal. Um, you know, the Lord himself says it himself. Um, where is that at? Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And at that point, you know, because prior to that, John John resented that. He's like, nah, like that's that's not me. Like I'm not even worthy to hold your sandal. Um, you know, but once Jesus Jesus goes through and says like this is what has to be done uh, to fulfill um, you know righteousness, then at that point John consented. Um, so and then like you said, you know coming up and out of the water, um, 
and then God, the Spirit of God coming down and and um, and alighting Him Himself. Um, you know, I so much that just happened. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, these we're three chapters into to one small book, and you know, there's so much that we can take away from it. Um, yeah, and. Uh, trying to keep an open mind and just dive in full and, and just pour myself into that. Right. Yep. And it's hard. It's scary. It is scary. It's, it's a, it's a leap of faith in a lot of ways. No, no pun intended, but it's a, it's a spot where, man, I've been so uncomfortable for so long. And like I said, we talked about that in the original episode, talking about what we we're going to do with this whole mm-hmm. thing going forward. But man, I, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. And I will, man. And I mean, there's, there's some walls that, you know, we're probably gonna have to break down, um, and some different obstacles and everything else. And, you know, it's like everything else, you know, it's part of the process. Um, you know, it's knocking out those first reps in the gym to, to, to now, or, you know, knocking out those miles down the road, you know, looking back and, you know, both of us, we can easily reflect on, um, you know, that first couple miles we ran, you know, two, three years ago. And, uh, you know, look where we are now. Um, you know, I think it's same process with this. So, yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, um, I don't know, brother. I mean, if I had to guess, you know, this is all about, uh, creating and, and, and diving into that relationship with God and, and, and the Lord. And, um, as that relationship starts to prosper as well, um, you know, I think that'll really, dive back into into our research and and just reading the reading scripture so um i'm very excited about that and seeing where this goes and i i suppose we'll be looking at four through six in the next conversation we have yeah yeah um and i'm not gonna lie to you i i read a little bit ahead already (laughs) (laughs) cheating the system um no i mean yeah i I think four through six would be perfect man um there's definitely some different things i i just briefly read into um chapter four you know i I saw the title that that section you know jesus is tested in the wilderness curiosity got the better of me (laughs) it was hard for me not to keep going as well i'll admit that i'm i'm excited about where it goes i think i think there's a lot of things that i've struggled with here especially uh in the past couple of years and, and things that I know I've got to, got to learn how to beat and that temptation and side of things like that, that I, I would be very curious on how somebody much stronger than me handled that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think kind of glancing at now, let's do four through seven, four through seven. Um, just because it looks like seven kind of ties wraps everything up from chapter six, just kind of glancing at it, and then going into chapter eight, that kind of looks like it takes another path there. So only playing on four through seven. Four through seven. Well, guys, gals, if y'all liked what y'all heard here, or if this spoke to you in any way, uh, just share the show. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing too, you know. Chance and I both, we're going through this together. We're learning so much, trying to learn so much from each other. Um, I am not well-versed in this whatsoever. <laughs> um, I mean, you heard me calling uh, the 
what was it? Sad, sad duckies or something like that. Uh, sad duckies, but what's their proper Sad Sadducees. Sadducees. There we go. You heard me calling them sad duckies. <laughs> Which is kind of nice. I mean, that's, that's a different kind of image in there. Um, um, but I mean, literally, it, you know, if, if you have you know any any um, input of value into this, you know, we're, we're both here to to learn and and um, you know help others do the same. You know, go through this process if if they're looking forward uh, for something else and um yeah yeah I'm excited hey that's exactly right so questions comments concerns input shoot us a DM at Next in Line Development that's Facebook Instagram TikTok we'd love to correspond with you there you can also comment on this if you're listening on a, a, a platform that allows you to do so youtube's kind of our heavy hitter for that one so mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out to us there subscribe keep up there'll be a lot of these episodes coming out um and as we dive deeper into this year we're going to do some cool stuff man so i'm i'm excited about where it's going to lead oh yeah yeah man i mean we got we got some big things on the horizon and and uh yeah buckle up man it's gonna be a good time yeah now that you're a co-host you got a you got a certain way you're going to sign this thing off or you got anything you want to catch phrase you're going to throw out there or anything Ooh, like man. that? Oh, man. Yeah, put me on the spot. Yeah, I got to throw <laughs> you in there, man. I got feet to the fire. That baptism by fire, man. Let, let me ponder on this one for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll give you a pass. But no, I I think this is something that spoke to y'all. Help us out. Share the show. We're just looking to be a little bit better every single day. Um We'll have some conversations like this coming out. We'll have some interviews coming out. We'll have some cool stuff, guys. And and keep in mind that we're just here trying to bring the best version of ourselves to the table, just like each one of y'all. So if that interests you, come along for the ride. We'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Other than that, brother, I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. Well, hey, let's challenge ourselves. Let's make ourselves think out the, outside the box. Let's push the envelope on that development and uh, – Always be prepared for whatever is. Next in line. There we go. (laughs) Thank y'all. Get after you guys.